This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Cost of acquiring a customer can be a major X factor that determines not just how quickly you're able to grow and scale your business, but also how quickly you can get to profitability and how profitable you can become. So the goal is to find that perfect balance of a minimized cost of acquiring a customer to yield the maximum sales velocity and revenue within your business. Relative to lifetime value of a customer, a low cost of acquisition will allow you to do the following. So you're going to be able to double down on channels that are working with more spend and more time investment. You'll be able to optimize funds allocation and campaign execution. You'll be able to try new things at a quicker pace and you'll be able to earn more customers with a lower monthly burn rate and with more certainty of what is actually working so that you're not wasting money, right? With so many other expenses that are inevitably bound to pop up later in the customer journey, which any entrepreneur can attest to, optimizing your cost of acquiring a customer is a project that you have a relatively high degree of control over and should therefore be really focused on and and working to understand on a weekly basis. So I'm going to run through five ways to focus on and lower this key performance indicator or as should ultimately be the goal to liquidate it all together. And I'm going to talk about how to do that here in a second. But before I do, I want to talk about how to determine the cost of acquiring a customer. All right. The simple formula for determining your, your CAC or your CAC is to divide your total spend on new acquisition activities by the total number of individual customers that you've gained. Okay. So it looks like this CAC equals total acquisition costs divided by the number of new customers acquired. So you want to optimize that top number for maximum return. Now, a negative CAC is more than possible, meaning you get paid to acquire customers. And I'm going to get to that again in one second. So a a good way that you want to think about and evaluate your, your CAC is by comparing it to your lifetime value, which is the value of a customer over the entire relationship with your brand. A healthy LTV to CAC ratio is generally three to one, at least in the software space. So if you're getting three X the value from a customer over their lifetime in comparison to what you spent to acquire them, you're headed in the right direction in terms of your customer management. Okay. My goal with the companies that I work with is either to eliminate CAC altogether as an expense, or at least to see that number climb between five to one to 10 to one. So getting five times to 10 times the value over the course of that customer's lifetime in terms of revenue from them compared to what you spent to acquire them, right? In order to do that, in order to get that much value, you have to give it so that you can raise your prices. That's really what, that's the key to doing that. But I don't want, I don't want to get into to that subject. I just want to lay that out there. The way that you do that, the way that you raise that ratio is by overwhelmingly uh, providing so much value and so much customer surplus that you can raise your prices to where you're actually making money on the front end when you're paying for your acquisition activities. Okay. 
So let's break these down. Uh, th- these these tactical levers, uh, so that you can hopefully lower your 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 CAC by reducing redundancies within your operations and lo- lowering those expenditures on the front end, so that you can maximize revenue and and you know use more resources to serve more customers over the long haul with that uh, optimized spend. All right, so. Number one is going to be word of mouth and existing customer activation. So you should absolutely be tapping into your existing customer base as a key pillar of your acquisition strategy. I can't overemphasize this point enough. Now, you don't want to rely on current users as your only source of getting new customers. But if you can properly incentivize the people that are already bought in on on your vision, you can unlock a potentially lucrative acquisition stream. I'm a big fan of two-way rewards in order to really solidify and reinforce that decision to sign up or to join. The best way to do this is to offer a big discount or a rebate for referrals for the existing customer, but to also sweeten the pie for the new one. So as an example, I have an app that helps with investing loose change and it's just an investing app. Overall, you may have heard of it, maybe you use it, it's called Acorns. They do a really great job of this. So they offer a $600 bonus when I invite three friends to sign up and then a small $5 gift after that for both parties, okay? Now, as a, just wanna call, call this out and recognize this, you may lose money in the interim with this method where you're paying customers to acquire new customers for you. To mitigate risk, you can choose a threshold to activate the reward that's relatively difficult to attain, but which will nonetheless feel motivating for users. And so the chances of an Acorns user actually satisfying the needed requirement in order to get this reward, which is uh, sending three peers to the app and having them sign up and then get started investing. Well, the chances of that happening are pretty small, but that's a risk that the company's willing to take. They know that the $600 gift to me will be made up on the back end, and I'm guessing that they know via their lifetime value calculations how long it'll take them to make up that $600 from three new users. Also, you want to keep in mind that not all acquisition channels are created equal, so customer referrals are worth more than other avenues like ads. Plus, you can always make your two-way rebates temporary. You don't have to keep them on forever. Hey, this is Michael. I'm popping in for 20 seconds here to challenge you to take the next step in your growth journey. I've helped over 40 business owners amplify their operation inside of my immersive one-on-one, which is unlike any other coaching program out there. We'll be getting hands-on, doing content planning, script writing, ads optimization, customer mapping, and a lot more. So if it makes sense to chat, the link to schedule your call is in the description. All right, back to the show. Number two, mass prospecting and scaled nurturing. You can get the most bang for your acquisition buck by prospecting in a one-to-many capacity. So the most efficient way to do this that I've seen is by creating what I call waterfall initiatives, things that you do once but which effectively impact hundreds or thousands of prospects at the same time. Due to the sheer number of eyeballs on these marketing events, you can mitigate and consolidate cost of acquisition in an exponential way. So Facebook groups, online summits like events, Uh, and workshops and webinars are a few super economical mass nurturing tactics that are really working well today. You get to serve the value once, but touch many. So minimal cost, major impact. Contained labor at the outset with potentially huge payoff. These initiatives are powerful because you can kill multiple birds with one stone. Think about the social proof that's inherent with a scaled Facebook group of thousands of people or a webinar with 200 attendees. 
You can also leverage urgency inside of these spaces because members won't want to miss out on expiring offers that others are taking advantage of. Yes, it will take some upfront investment in order to get a couple hundred people onto a webinar or thousands of people in your Facebook group. Like you're going to have to do a lot of work to actually create these ponds or these streams, uh, whichever metaphor you want, you want to use there. Um, but it's worth it in the long haul because they'll start to serve as an asset in and of themselves for you to create value. And it's a great word of method word of mouth tactic for that reason as well. Um, again, groups are just such, I'm such a fan of groups. They're everybody who knows what they're, who, who knows what they're doing is leveraging groups in some way to do prospecting today because you can serve value once, but impact a lot of people through that dissemination. And then you can drill down and have one-on-one -on -one interactions based on responses after the event or the show or the post or whatever the case is. Okay. Number three, max out low-cost communication channels with high-value content. So you should be maximizing all of your free channels to the absolute maximum, all right, uh, to the absolute highest extent possible. So social media, email, mobile, and your website for opt-in opportunities, these are all low-hanging fruits. And so these channels are relatively low-cost, and they're all table stakes today, so you need to be on them. It's not a question of whether you're, you're there, but how you're using them to nurture your list. You want to be thinking about things that you can do with these channels that other brands are not. So how can you turn them into opt-in or traffic generation gold mines? This might mean throwing a few dollars toward each and then seeing what works, okay? So be willing to experiment with these free channels because this is where everybody is. This is where all the competitors are, but this is also where your audience is. A couple things that I recommend with these running paid social ads to other acquisition campaigns like webinars or opt-in email lists or your Facebook group, buying a couple hundred thousand email addresses for fragile cold nurturing, adding a mobile number field to all of your signup forms for SMS messaging, creating compelling lead magnets for your website, and syndicating white papers that deliver 100x on the value in relation to what the reader has to supply in order to get it. Uh, this works especially well for B2B companies, all right? Number four, outsource your front-end acquisition services and activities. Earning new business isn't just about financial costs. Part of it is the time and labor that your team has to spend on doing these activities. And as a blanket statement, I would say your value is going to be so much more worth it to the business and to existing customers, especially in the latter stages of the life cycle. And in a perfect world, I'd rather you and your team spend your time coming up with loyalty and retention programs than on acquisition. Why? In general, it takes more emotional labor and strategy work to keep existing customers satisfied than to get new ones. And existing customers are worth more than new ones, which is something that not a lot of people realize and not a lot of entrepreneurs are actively focused on because of the allure of acquiring a new customer. So even though that's there, you really want to be cognizant of where you're focusing your time, your money, and your energy. You can easily teach someone else to pull the levers to ramp up acquisition while you handle more high-value activities, even, even like taking those calls, closing those deals, and then servicing those buyers, which you absolutely want to do. But if something has to give within the entire customer lifecycle, you want it to be at the very front end, right, before customers have even technically connected with you or had a chance to, to meet with you one-on-one -on -one and then come into your business. So you want to focus on what you have as opposed to trying to get what you think you, you need or what you want. Okay. And it's easy to relatively easy to use outside help or overseas help to 
minimize the resource spend of your core team on this critical but relatively low value stage. I'm not saying acquisition isn't important. It is. I'm saying that if you're stretched for time and resources with a million other things pressing, you can outsource your lead gen, okay? Examples to think about might be using appointment setters and outreach specialists on a contractor basis, um, using outside ad specialists, for example, to create and set up and monitor your ad campaigns, and using a fractional sales team to handle calls on a commission basis, all of which I have experimented with in my coaching business in various capacities. Okay. <coughs> Number five, improve your upsells. So you can decrease or totally offset your CAC by increasing yield as new customers enter your business. I prefer upsells to cross-sells, although both can be leveraged during a new transaction depending on your model. So if you're in an upselling situation, you're reselling someone, right? They're likely already in to some degree. Now it's just a matter of how much value they want and whether they're willing to invest in it. All right. Price setting and offer management in general is the biggest opportunity that you have to liquidate your CAC. This is also one reason that higher tickets are all the rage right now because they compensate for CAC fairly easily depending on your volume of signups. So if your ticket is $5,000, for example, and you know your cost of acquiring a customer is $500, then you can use the value of a single sale to acquire 10 more customers. In other words, you get paid to acquire customers. Now, not only have you eliminated your CAC as an expense, but you can use those high margins to inject more money into ads or other campaigns. So affiliates are another cost-effective method that you can use to open additional channels of client inflow. With affiliates and partners, you can form relationships with similarly situated vendors who you do not compete with, okay? So whether it's a link in their profile or on their website, maybe it's in-store signage or point-of-sale messaging where they point people to you or you know, offering a kickback for word-of-mouth mentions that lead to a sale, Affiliates are generally a great low-cost method to drive attention to your offer. All right, guys, so you can significantly drive down your CAC just by using the methods outlined here and the resources that you're already succeeding with for maximum impact and just looking at those and optimizing them. So look at the channels you already have available to you and then just think about ways to better manage them or cut down costs with your execution on those channels and you're going to be headed in the right direction. All right, I hope you found value with this episode and I will see you in the next one. Hey guys, if you found value in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend and on social media and be sure to tag me so that I can repost. And please rate and review as everything helps so that I can get this knowledge to as many people as humanly possible. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. That's it for this episode. Really appreciate you tapping in. FYI, my new book, Content Capitalist, is launching end of March. I'm super excited to put this out into the world. I've been heads down the past six months writing and refining the book. If you'd like to register for updates and be added to my VIP waitlist, go to michaelbecker.org backslash content capitalist book. Can't wait to share what I've been cooking up with you guys. See you in the next episode.